0: This is iFanboy Pick of the Week 731, brought to you by iFanboy listeners just like you who are washing their hands and wearing their masks. A winter's
1: day in a deep and dark December. I am alone,
2: gazing from my window.
0: My fanboy Picks week up at 731. I am Connor Kilpatrick and this is Josh Flanagan. I am Josh Flanagan. And we're I fanboy we read comics every week and we normally we pick out our books to talk about, talk about our favorite book. but as we've been doing for the last six weeks, we've been doing a weird hybrid show, a not normal show. The industry's not normal right now and uh, we're rolling with it although next week may be a return to normal we'll find out. We'll see what actually happens.
2: Uh, normals. Normals are relative thing. Yeah. By the way, I'd like to take issue with the fact that when I answered that I am Josh Flanagan, you didn't follow up at all. And frankly, I sounded like a robot who had taken over me. <laughs> and You, you, uh, you know, hi, that's exactly what a robot who was pretending to me would say. And you just let it breeze on by. <laughs> and I don't I don't feel I don't feel safe. I don't feel appreciated. And I guess we're going to have to do the show anyway with that sort of lingering in the background.
0: I think it was last time um, we talked about the fact that I've been going through the old shows and how bad they were originally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, We were really bad at the intros. We didn't say our our names. We didn't say any – like it was – because we didn't have a script. We didn't do a script at the beginning. Because we're idiots, we need a script. And uh, So two things about this. Yeah. Uh,
2: one is that uh, I don't remember any of it. Like, I don't, like, no, I don't, you asked I don't me, either. Yeah. If you ask me how we did the show, you know, I'm like, well, we always did it just like we're doing it now. And I, I like, I know that we changed the software at some point to do something, but it, it,
0: because they stopped making it, I don't remember what that software was that we used to use. But uh, uh, the, uh, I knew it yesterday because we said it on the show. I, I'll tell you what we, we used to do, and we'll get going to the show because we have a lot to yeah. talk about. Uh, we used to. Not have a script until fairly later on. I remember we fought it too. Um, two, uh, we used to not have a rundown. Even it was mm-hmm. like a surprise what we would talk about. You oh know, wow! We each brought our own books to the table, and then we would like surprise each other with it. Was right. like
2: So here's here's the other part of that. There was a part two. Um, if not for mostly Connor, but probably somewhat Ron, I would still be doing the show that way. And when he <laughs> said there was some fight about it. He probably meant me. I I am. Whenever it comes to planning versus improvising, I always like let's just swing. It'll be fine. The only reason I know to introduce myself at the at the beginning is because Connor spent years saying you have to do that. <laughs> the only reason that you know what book we're talking about is because Connor makes sure that it's in the script or that if I don't say it, he does. And, and I want to give you credit for that because it is important. It is the comic book characters it, talking to the other characters using their name so we know what is going on. And I don't do that without yes. a lot of pushing. And As I, you someone know.
0: who has been going through and, and recreating show notes for this old show, so we also did a really bad job of telling you what comic we were talking about and certainly the number of the comic we are talking about. Anyway, we are fanboy. You'll be able to find all that stuff on our website if you want to see it. Here's your spoiler warning. Uh, it's a review show. Especially for these old books, we're going to be talking about them. It'll be spoilers if you haven't read the books we're talking about. Either skip the part of the show, use the show notes, or just dive in headfirst. Because who cares? Well, you. We're all going to die. I mean, that was the point. <laughs> <laughs> this week, uh, Josh had the pick, even though it was preordained. I
2: did. Yeah, it wasn't. I, I'm not. I don't have a problem with the pick, but I did. I wrote Josh as the pick, and I was like, well, I mean, kind to be of, fair, though.
0: It's your fault because I That's I true. wanted to do New Frontier in one block and you said I can't read it all in one week, so we split it in two blocks.
2: Which okay, so here's well how I will own that. I think that was a very good decision. Yeah, because, I think it was too. It
0: was a lot of Uh about.
2: If I had well, one you know one of the things is that when I started reading this week, uh, you know I was like oh I got to finish this book. Uh, it, it was. It, it had none of the weight of of a chore that a lot of the books do, and I and I you know you know you guys know like we're I'm not complaining about having to read comic books, but sometimes you're like oh, I gotta make the donuts, mm-hmm. and uh, like as I was reading this, there really wasn't an intense sense of like I can't wait to see what happens next, <laughs> it, it, like it, it I I was excited to be reading you know it, it, there's there's excited to be reading and you having the time for it and then there's enjoying the books and those are actually two separate things uh, I've learned over the years um you know and, and as I got to the end I I you know instead of being like oh I got to get on with other stuff I was like oh that's it <laughs> you know like well then now, now mind you there was actually more in the edition that we are reading that I didn't really have time to read but the main story I was you know, as it as it wound up, I was like, "Oh, that was faster than I remembered." I thought that was going to go on longer. I could, I could take more of this. That would make me happy. Um, which I think is is, you know, it's a testament to this book that did you did you guys enjoy us talking about it last week in the reverent tones that we did? Because buckle up, kids.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, so yeah, so this is the second half of New Frontier. This is volu- uh, issues four through six, as we talked about last week. Four and I believe six were both pick of the week at the time before the podcast when it was just written. Um, so you have Darwin Cook on story and art, Dave Stewart in colors, Jared K. Fletcher on letters, and J-Bone, uh, J- who is Darwin Cook's friend and collaborator, did some inks on this one, this volume. Um, so we talked about it last time, but I, you know, again, I hadn't sat down and read it for so long that the high points I definitely remember, and you definitely remember the stuff about the fight with the center and all that stuff, but there's a lot of the stuff around the edges that I totally forgotten about. So it was nice. It was a nice... Fun revelation for a lot of it. There was a lot of scenes I had totally forgotten about, and a lot of it comes back to you when you're in the middle of reading it. But, um, mm. you know, this uh, I forgot how late in the game Hal gets his ring. I thought it was much earlier. He, you know, he he gets it almost right before the end. Um,
2: yeah, and and it's funny is that he doesn't use it as Green Lantern for most of it, right? Which I I had kind of he didn't get the lessons. He didn't have the handbook. One thing that I I always. I've tried to do – if I need a, I need an image, I need – needed a. if I need a comic book image that makes me happy for some kind of desktop or I have – like when I turn my car on, it, it flashes an image up of my choice. So I was like, there's got to be something in New Frontier I can use there. I used to look for like a good Hal Jordan as Green Lantern from this because he's mm-hmm. my favorite Green Lantern. And there's not actually a lot of him – like all the big hero shots of him in yeah. this book are pretty much him as Hal Jordan. Yeah. And there's even one – the, the very, very first moment when he turns on his ring – or he turns into the costume, like the bottom third of it is just his old, you know, his pants, you know? And so like, then when he gets the ring, he flies up into space, screws up, falls down, and then he doesn't use it again. Like he uses it to power his plane that crashes.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But other than that, you know, right up until there's literally no other thing he can do, which is totally the correct story, you know, in the, in yeah. the heroes.
0: He doesn't uh, even wear a mask journey. until the, vi- until after the fight, yeah. like after the fight. Yep. And it's, uh, he doesn't fully become Green Lantern until the, you know the day is saved, and and then he's the guy. Like it's it's like he's the big hero of this. Well,
2: sort so, of. Well, so f-
0: and- yeah, no, I think he is. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. uh, this is an ensemble, but he's sort of the main character. Um, you mentioned the extras. So I read the again. I read I read this in the f- in the absolute format, um, and I hadn't in the past read the annotations. Um, there was a time in our lives where we would we would were, we were all about annotations or extras or DVD extras or watching the documentaries, and at a certain point, you just don't have time for that anymore. Yeah. And so I hadn't I just hadn't read it for whatever reason. And so I actually I was like, oh, there's I had the same feeling you did. It was over. I was like, oh, well, there's more. I can keep reading about it. So I read the annotations, and um, we should mention completely coincidentally that uh, doing this show. Is the week of the anniversary of Darwin's passing, which we hadn't—it wasn't a thing we ago. planned on. It was just a coincidence. Um, but I did
2: notice that, like, I think I read the last time I read this was right after that, so it was I read this four years ago.
0: So, but my point is that the annotations are written by him in the first person, and so it felt like I, getting a convers—have a conversation because he's—you can you can totally hear his voice. I
2: I was gonna—that was, that was really my only note. I was gonna say It was just like I like, oh my goodness, like this is him
0: talking so you read the annotations
2: i read most of them i don't yeah. think i finished them but i mean i other like that was the best thing about them i was like oh this is i don't know how but like all of his voice came through in that stuff uh, a thousand percent but he talks uh, about that was,
0: that hal being his favorite childhood hero yeah. and and you know obviously the the focus on the space race and, and oh yeah right no he's
2: the he's the main astronaut yeah. in the right stuff in this story
0: but it, if you have that volume or any volumes that have the annotations, it really gives you a lot of insight into the creative process and how things changed and, and characters that changed throughout the... You know, King Faraday was a smaller character cha- who changed... So is John courses. Jones. Or, yeah. So it's really interesting to see how that process goes. Also, we said something that was incorrect last week, which was that... Um, There were things about this volume that keep it from being in continuity with the regular "quote unquote" regular DC continuity, but actually that's incorrect. Yeah, Um, I totally. One of the things I totally forgot about was that Our Man wasn't actually dead. Like Mm. you know, that's a whole big plot point in the first volume is that you know Our Man's killed and and uh, that would that obviously would make a big departure from the DCU. But Our Man shows up at the end here in 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 Suicide Squad prison along with other heroes and. So he says in the annotations that his one of his tenets was nothing in here can contradict, uh, you know what was happening in the comics at the time. Mm-hmm. So it could, this could slide in if if DC was taking place in the Silver Age and never had that sliding scale of comics time. This this could fit into there and not really contradict anything. It mm-hmm. even ends the last page of the story ends the, the first issue of Justice League of America. So it, it really is a. Really masterful. If you go through and see everything that he was, is referencing, all the characters, stories, of you know, Flash appears when Flash appeared in the real in the real world, it, it it it's a really masterful work of even just planning and research and structure. Beyond the yeah, incredible it, it's art. Ca- it's kind of
2: interesting because if you, if you think about the guy like that, he had kind of an encyclopedic knowledge of this real nerd shit, which yeah. is almost antithetical to the person. <laughs> like it doesn't like it kind of like he understands their characters he understands their history he knows sort of where it comes from um and yeah yeah from a planning standpoint it's fantastic and and the ability to sort of change things around it's it's interesting to me that he said to you know, King Faraday and and Martian Manhunter weren't terribly huge characters King Faraday he was the one at the the first time I read this I was like I don't know who this is like can't mm-hmm figure out what the point is. And then it, you know, it turns out that doesn't really matter because you get him as you're reading it. Martian Manhunter is a huge part in this. Yep. You know, he becomes, uh, the he's a symbol for I don't know, like the the uniting of all of these characters in a way and then he's the one who talks to this, the center and he's like a spiritual mascot for the whole thing, I think mm-hmm. in a certain way. Um, but one of the best scenes in this, in this chunk of it that we read, I really like the bit where, uh, Faraday's about to get roasted by the rocket, and and Martian Manhunter has this is his chance to escape, but he can't let the guy die, and he does right. the heroic thing and he saves him even though he's after him. And then right after that, they have this conversation where you know I, I love this thing about Martian Manhunter is that when he touches people, he gets sort of the feeling of who they are. So like when he touches Superman, he's just like I just feel okay about everything now. Right. Um, and when he he sees into King Faraday's you know self, he, he you know he's like you're you're a good man. You're trying to do the right thing. And that's, you know, the ultimate and then King Faraday is taken aback by this. this is another one of those one panel turns where the cartooning tells you exactly that the character has visually has a, a revelation of a kind, you know, has has made sort of a, they had their their moment of clarity. And then they sort of develop a little relationship after that and trust. And I, I just I, I that kind of story makes me happy that you can have the hard edged government guy who doesn't he doesn't give up his principles. He doesn't change what it is, but he sees truth. And and then that makes him change his actions.
0: Yeah, because none of these people ultimately are bad guys. Like right. the, the only the villain here is the center, which we'll get to in a second. Um and there's a couple of, you know, here and there Captain Cold or whatever, but like the Did you know did you see in the annotations that Captain Cold is Grant Morrison? I saw that. Yeah. I went, Oh, <laughs> that makes sense. Um uh, you know, but, but prior to that moment with Marshmener, King Faraday's in hassle. He's he's rounding up superheroes, putting them in prisons. He tries to capture the Flash, and we all love the Flash, so we we hate King Faraday. And later on, we see he's got a prison full of, you know, the Atom and and Our Man and Vandal Savage and everything else. He, he's he's and so you think, oh, he's he's clearly the bad guy, but he's not. And that's what John realizes that he's just he's doing what he thinks is right. Uh, it may not be he may not agree with it, but he's doing what he thinks is right for the right reasons. And so. Mm-hmm it's all about for the the moment where they come together for a bit to fight a bigger threat. And it made me actually really sad to read in the annotations where he talks about that moment where, you know, they come together to fight the center and he says, you know, it's, you know, Darwin was Canadian who grew up with, you know, America in his backyard and, and, uh, you know, looked up to the ideals and there's a moment in the annotations where he says, you know, that's the thing about America is it comes together to fight the big, the fights. And it made me really sad to read that right now. Um, and maybe kind of the only probably upside to his passing is that he doesn't have to watch what's happening, but, um, and get his heart broken anyway. Uh, you know, when I, when I first read this, and I think even till fairly recently, I don't think I understood the center, the bad, the villain. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I think it took really focusing on it now. Um, I mean, I knew what it was. It's not that I didn't understand what I was reading, but I, I think it took reading this in one go, reading the annotations, sort of really absorbing it as a seasoned reviewer to really see all the little hints and little, you know, revelations about what it actually is. And What's I like it much. On? I like it much more now. I mean, when I when I first read it, I yes. was like, I don't know if I like this as a. I had the same. As a, you know, a climax they're fighting an island. Mm-hmm. That's not exciting. aren't they fighting Darkseid? You know, that's the thing you, you, you think when you're 27 or whatever. Sure. And, uh, whenever I first read it and then, um, but you know, seeing how it's seated now, it's like, it's like the f- first thing you see in the story. It's dinosaur Island, which turns out is a, is a sentient being that flies up into the air. It just, it, 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 it feels much more silver agey and much more appropriate now as a seasoned person.
2: And it, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's like an unknowable thing. Yeah. It's. I think at some point, when they first come upon it, it's just like you, you can't even describe. There's there's no way to compensate for the size of the thing.
0: It's a Krakoa. Um, it's and, a it's a sentient yeah, island with a rocket, right? And dinosaurs uh, that it, live on it.
2: And it's not even necessarily uh, um, uh, uh, evil. Evil's yeah. I mean, it's not evil. It's not. It, it just doesn't regard the the life on the planet as worthy it's you know like it's like bugs you know and, yeah. and he, it's i'm there i'm here for the the resources you think i'm gonna go check out what else there is now i gotta i gotta clean this thing off before i go you know it's it's the immovable object in a way um and then i i, I noticed very clearly this i might have noticed before but i, I noticed this time where, you know superman gets knocked out of this pretty quick yeah he, so he, he has a he has he is a great moment before that you know he, he gives he does that thing that john jones says he gives a great speech he rallies everybody he's like all right let's Let's get this together now you know but then he's out of it to make room for all of the other stuff that happened because that's the problem with dc is that well why doesn't superman just fix it you know
0: right and it's it's it has to give everyone else the moment to shine you know it takes it takes everyone else's ingenuity power and courage to defeat the center without superman so you know we have adam strange who'd been locked up in arkham also I totally forgotten a bunch of the stuff in, in the absolute weren't in the issues. There's a bunch of scenes they had cut for for page counter space that they put back in the absolute. So there's a bunch of stuff that wasn't originally there, uh, like Adam Strange being in Arkham Asylum and all that stuff. Um, I think he just appears with with Ray Palmer in the in the issues. Uh, he's, you know, what I did notice that um, he is uh,
2: uh, hinted at like all the way through. Every time they show Adam Strange, he's reading. That led magazine that has Ray Palmer on right. the front. It's there's not a lot made of it, but it shows up several times before that happened. So, you know, like he was planning, he knew what he was going to be doing all along.
0: So Adam Strange has to bring in Ray Palmer. who's not yet the Atom, but has the ingenuity and the technology. And then they have to utilize the Flash, and they have to utilize like the Blackhawks and the pilots to, for for distraction. And they have to utilize uh, Martian Manhunters tele- telepathic ability. Like everything has to. Everybody has to put a piece in. For this giant plan to work to defeat the center without Superman. And it, it, it's great. It's a great piece of storytelling because, you know, it's about the entire DCU and all the little pieces that come together. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's terrific. It's really good. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Is there anything you don't like about it? No. I mean, I, I think I enjoy the first half more. It's funny. I kind of do. It's two. It's definitely two stories. If
2: you buy the volume one and you, vol- you buy the volume two, like they're different. The one, is, you know, the one is the setup, and then this this last three is sort of go go go,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, sort of tonally. Um, but I, you know, I think one doesn't one doesn't work without the other. Obviously.
0: Oh no, and it's all one piece, but. I I really enjoy the building of the world aspect in the first half where we're just sort of living in the DCU from moment to moment as opposed to the second half, which is much more plot-driven. Again, I really like it, and it's it's a ton of fun. Okay, so
2: here's a couple of things. Mm -hmm. I like the John Henry story. I like how it's done. I like what it's supposed to mean. I like that he's trying to say this thing because there's a lot going on because you can't talk about the beauty of the space race without also recognizing the fact that at the same time, it was the worst, you know, one of the worst times for, for African-Americans and people of color and things like that. And I know. But from a storytelling standpoint, that doesn't feel like it quite fits.
0: It doesn't or fit it, the plot, but it fits the tapestry.
2: Yes, I think that's it. It's, it's, it's not really a complaint, but it just is – it doesn't interact with the main story enough. To if I was if if just like on paper writing a novel putting you'd be like this this doesn't fit in here you're you're trying to wedge it in.
0: Well, I mean, not, yes I was, no, it, 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 it's the reason why John wants to leave when he finds out that John Henry was killed, mm-hmm. and then that sets him up to the, to go to where King Faraday. Kept, I mean, all these it, it's it's a it's a catalyst moment, and yeah, in, a, in an it, epic it, like it, this, you, it's it's just sort of like it's world building.
2: And you have to spend more time on it. I'm not. This isn't even really a complaint. It's a thing I noticed, and I was I was thinking about. It. I don't really have a a fully formed sort of opinion on it. I, I'm I, I wouldn't be like you have to take this out. I don't think that's 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 what I'm getting at. It's just it's a it's a little wonky in that. Um, there's also a scene where we we go and we hang out with uh, I say about four pages where we're with the the uh, magic people on the moon, mm-hmm. and and it was fun, but there's pretty much no point in that.
0: Well, again, that's that's to show why didn't yeah. Justice Society come out of retirement to save the day? Why didn't why did the why did things change? But that's a, and that's a comic.
2: But that's like a comic book thing. Like they're explaining something. I don't think they necessarily need to explain. If you took those four pages out, it would not make a difference.
0: Again, I think it's it's not a plot thing. It's a it's a mm-hmm. it's the point of this is the transition to the Silver Age. So or the or the Silver Age itself. So why didn't. Jay Garrick and Alan Scott and Dr. Fate and the Spectre, who are extremely powerful, come out and save everyone. So that, that, um, that's, and Captain Marvel, too. Why did, you know, even though he wasn't in this Justice Society, but it's just, it's, you have to sort of, it's, he's doing the entire DCU here. So there's the magic element. Why didn't these guys help Phantom Stranger?
2: I get it. Um, other than that, I was trying to. There was one other thing that I don't really remember, so it couldn't have been so bad. The, the thing is, this half of the book is, uh, is chock full of, of moments
1: mm-hmm.
2: visual moments, uh, character moments. Um, we had talked, like earlier, you had said, you know, King's a jerk. You know, like uh, so. There's this panel. It's literally one of my favorite comic book panels of all time for many reasons. Where the Flash punches King Faraday. Uh, You know, people talk about the Batman Guy Gardner punch. That's this is my favorite punch, Mm -hmm. um, for a lot of reasons. The, the, the. We'll we'll post it somewhere. You'll see it. Um, the the sort of just the way that the lines of the whole thing work. The sort of uh, left to right flow of it. Where the lettering is. How the lines of. Even the, like the whole drawing is fantastic, but even better than that is that the pages before is flash and uh, greenland Green Arrow having like a little conversation at a table with donuts and coffee. And it's sort of you know, and you see King Faraday come in the background and then uh, uh, you know it's almost like an offhanded comment. He's like, oh, hey, flash, no <laughs> no hard feelings, eh? And like in most comics, like that's the end of it. You know, he just says that thing. And you go, oh, that was awkward. Mm-hmm. And you, on the page turn, it's just punch. Crack. You know? Yep, crack. He's on the ground. Flash says, "None at all. Ollie is tickled by it. <laughs> Ollie get, doesn't get along with any of the government men. So, like, that's a thing. It, you know, oh, it's beautiful. And then a couple pages later, there's a scene where they come up and they talk to, together. And and this is, I mean, I was just thinking about This, this is a very Darwin Cook thing. It's squashed. Mm-hmm. Like you got punched, we dealt with it. It's you know this is how how we handled it. Um, it's over, and I I loved it. I, I like that is such a wonderful thing. There's another scene where Lois Lane is trying to do a report on what happened to Superman, and uh, and she basically breaks down, and it is the most unLois but y- yes Lois thing I've ever seen,
1: mm-hmm.
2: where she just throws her mic down and says God damn it, and that, that is the thing where the thing that she is is her job. That's always been the case with that character. You know, the thing that, that that's the thing that she does and, and she can't do it because the other thing that she is is that she loves Superman, but it's not even out as a thing here, right. you know, and, and Jimmy Olsen does this thing. He's like, she loved him. Can't you see that? You idiot who, Oh, cause somebody says something awful. Like, well, one of the guys Rocky,
0: is going to hit on her now cause she's vulnerable. Rocky, yeah. I think,
2: which is funny cause I was like, has that guy been an asshole before? <laughs> I guess he's just the asshole now. Um, but you know it was just it was like a, another beautiful scene there's a lot of that stuff I,
0: I i really like the arc of the flash who he's not yeah. again not the main character but is is in it a lot where you know he's he's, in,
2: he's integral to the
0: win you know, they can't do it without him he's got to right. blast the the center with a sh- with a r- adam's shrinking ray but uh you know he says it. i've i'm meant for more than just chasing jewelry thieves around the block like i've I feel like I'm more than this. And that's sort of his arc with King Faraday, too, is, is Rick is the Flash becomes the hero of the day, along with, with Hal Jordan and other people. Like he's his, his speech uh, that he sort of like broke into the news and gave
2: was yeah. really great, too. You know, like
0: I I'm like trying to help you. I love that he had the book, the reference book to find out how many crimes there were. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he's he's. One of the major figures in DC Comics. There's a reason why, you know, the Flash is yeah. always the always the main catalyst for all these a- adventures. And, you know, he was the first character in the Silver Age for DC. He's, he's incredibly important. So, I, I
2: think visually we always say, like, that's the best costume ever. But visually, whenever he's on a page, he's the focus of that page. Yeah. And it, it's like the most superhero comic book thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's. It's the most like that red on a page takes over everything, and that is as superhero comic as you can get, and that's why you can't beat that costume.
0: I love that he's so he's skinny and smaller than other yeah. people. Um the 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 sad thing about doing these two volumes is I think we've ended the show. <laughs> I mean, there's no more reason to talk about anything else.
2: You're enough. you're always looking for the poetic and symbolic uh moments.
0: Like I'm just here, saying, you're like this will keep... be the
2: last graphic novel show we do. I'm like, who cares? Let's do fucking Uh, Yondu next week. Why keep talking about comics after this? That's true. It's just going to be a
0: disappointment. Yeah. You're not wrong. Uh, Well, how did you feel about the ending in which uh, (laughs) Aquaman shows up with Superman? Uh,
2: I I don't. It's not not my favorite. There's not. Like, it's funny because we were just talking about all this other stuff that, that, you know, you're saying, well, these are sort of explanations for why this is going on. And there's a. They, the Aquaman stuff is very subtle. You know, like, hey, there's a bunch of fish swimming around this island. It's almost like an afterthought. Um, and he makes one appearance
0: then, earlier in one page. Yeah. Two, two pages, maybe.
2: I mean, I don't know. Was Superman knocked out the whole time? Was he taking care of him? Was the deal? Then the alternate ending was that, you know, very Superman. Very homoerotic ending. Yeah. It was, it was, it was uh, he's like, I had to leave this out because it didn't really work. And also it was kind of gay and then then the obligatory not that there's anything wrong with that just not the tone that i was going for and i was looking at the pictures like yeah it did i i, I think that it, there had to be a device to a show aquaman because he's got to be part of the justice league which is yep. the the end of this and b you know you have to get rid of superman and then you have to show him coming back
0: yeah and also and again i think it also opens up that there's this larger world uh, yep. but that that is now unfolding to the dc universe which includes atlantis and you know, he—he you don't need him for the story or or the fight, but it's it's sort of a nice way to—it's a nice button at the end to be like, oh, Superman's back, and there's a guy living under the sea, and and now he's part of the team. I also I love the epilogue that uses Kennedy's uh, New Frontier speech. Yeah, and shows you know the DCU unfolding from this point. To I'm the also going to say you, I, I
2: would not have known that that was the New Frontier speech the first time I read this. Yeah. Um, and and, and, and that whole thing is really interesting because I think it's really hard to do that balance and not seem hokey Mm
1: -hmm.
2: like the fact that that works is insane because it shouldn't it should be like all right, you know like I I, I think that not a lot of people can get away with that and I don't know that we're saying he can get away with it because we just really liked it it's a good speech though it is no no, 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 the, the speech is really good but because of that all his speeches are good his speeches are amazing yeah it, it's. I mean, like, I went to the Kennedy Museum, and they're just kind of playing in the background all the time. And it's just one thing after another. That if you can actually understand what he's saying, <laughs> you know, it's 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 beautiful language, and nobody talks like that anymore. But yeah.
0: um, it, it worked. Yeah, presidents certainly don't talk like that anymore. Um, I just. It's just terrific. It's just. It really is. Uh, it's a feat. It's a. It's quite a feat. I mean, it took him. I think actively. I think it's eight, say eighteen months or fourteen months actively working on the book. That, that uh, I, I thought you were going to say four years. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure the research and oh, yeah. planning took much longer, but the actual like drawing and writing and editing and changing and revising, he said it was like 18 straight months or 14 straight months or something, which is which is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but he created one of the seminal comic book works in the modern age with it. So
2: yeah, you know. and and you know in
0: in in this way the last word on. It's kind it's of amazing air. that this happened at all, because if you think about it, at the time, he wasn't anybody in comics. He'd come from animation. I mean, he had tried to get into comics as a younger man. He, this, he made this when he was 40, 41, mm-hmm. um, and then you know left for animation when he couldn't get into comics, and he came back. And he, te- he liked to tell the story that when, when they had a, they, DC did a panel for the first issue at Comic-Con at San Diego, and literally one person showed up to it <laughs> because he was no one. Who was this guy Darwin Cook, and what is New Frontier? No, there's a lot you know, of other panels. I'm, I'm guilty of that too. You know, right. like I didn't. Uh, you know, that that's. You know, I
2: I wasn't ready for it. They weren't ready for it. People, you know, that that, that happens. There's a lot of no, no. I'm, you not, I'm know. just saying.
0: The point is, like, it's it's kind of amazing that this existed at all. Yeah, you know, I mean, but, Mark Mark Chirello was the editor on it. Yeah, you know, the the, the uh, legendary uh, the editor and production guy, and he, you know, I don't know if they had a relationship prior because you know he lived in. They all knew each other. It's not a big, small community, but it's kind of amazing that DC published this
2: in a pres- the format they prestige, did Prestige,
0: like, you know, forty-eight page issues, six issues, prestige treatise on the DC universe in the Silver Age, at all from this basically unknown guy, and put a lot of you know um, resources behind it. I like that,
2: though it it, it tells us that somebody there. Regardless of whether the market knew or was ready for it or not, it was like no, this is a thing. This is a special thing, and we're gonna we're gonna invest in it. Somebody, somebody must have fought for it. Somebody must have agreed. You know, whatever compromises or things were, were taken to get there. You know, thank goodness they did. And it's so many of the things that like I really like, you know, maybe weren't understood at their time. Mm-hmm. And I, you, my, for the first thing that comes to to my mind, unfortunately, is like Office Space. But you know, we just talked about like like almost famous. Like at the time, it failed at the box office. You know, the stuff didn't really kick in until you know later when there was when you know there was that aftermarket, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you know, that's that's kind of okay. It's it's hard to get that stuff through. Seinfeld didn't you know like it almost the first season.
0: Did you see? Did you read the um, reread the special issue? I didn't yet. No, I will. Um, So he talked about in the. In either either the afterward or whatever, I read, I read I read everything, so it's hard to remember what what was said where. But he had tried to launch a couple of spinoff series originally. There was going to be um like a King Faraday series, and then there was going to be a uh, Black Canary Catwoman team up miniseries. But neither one went anywhere. So he th- he clo- he emotionally closed the book on New Frontier. And then when they did the animated movie. Uh, they asked him to do the special issue as a sort of tie-in, not to, to the movie, but sort of promote promote all of it. And he's like, well, I sort of emotionally closed the book on it. I didn't really do any more. But then he He had a, he found, figured out a story and told the Batman-Superman story. But it was interesting to see for a while he was ready to keep doing more of it. And then when DC didn't, or for whatever reason, didn't happen, he did decided he decided. How couldn't.
2: do you feel about that? Do you think, I mean, like I'm reading this now, I'm like, I'm kind of glad that wasn't a thing.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean... It's almost always better to not do more. I mean, he ended this like, that was a button. As much you know? as I would have been like, Darwin, do three more of these. And sure. I'll, but it's, you know, it'll he he did, he did the spirit. He did other I'll, things. They were all great.
2: I'll tell you why I didn't read the ones after this. Because when I finished it, I was like, that was perfect.
0: I'll tell you what bums me out. And they have the uh, this the artwork for the toys that I own. I have all the toys, all the new hunter mm-hmm. toys. There was supposed to be a John Henry and a Robin. Also in addition to I don't know why they made a doctor fate other than it looks fucking awesome And it's one of the best looking ones, but he's He's like four pages. Right? He's in like four pages of the story Um, I didn't understand why they made a blackhawk other than just like he he loves the blackhawks That's why I know that's
2: what I mean Like that's why when you're like, yeah, he's gonna do a King Faraday story I was like that would have been a mistake. (laughs) I mean it would have been it would have been great But like like it's just like it's like saying I don't even want sales
0: (laughs) yeah so I mean we talked about it a lot last week you know this is this is one of the seminal works of the modern age this is one of our favorite graphic novels superhero stories it um, it changed I think it changed the way i look at a lot of things in terms of comics and reading comics and what comics are every
2: time are. i read it it changes the way that i look at things
0: and it defined his view of comics even up until the point where we had that panel discussion which you can find on our youtube page with him you know a year before he died or so about this he this is the way he saw the d c universe and he wanted it to be more like this uh, and he thought i mean come. that i think
2: for you and I certainly is the is the effect i mean, I think that every time we go back to like why can't these characters be like that, or at least in the spirit of that you know it's mm-hmm. like how many of these characters is the best version of them Most,
0: Two, two yeah. Yeah. yeah, almost all of them. One thing we ever, we've never mentioned, and this sh- not never, haven't mentioned yet, is um, it's the Darwin Cook cliche. But most most of the time, except for in dire circumstances, these characters are smiling.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's the it's the antithesis of the modern age in which everyone is Batman. We talked about on the show a couple weeks ago. You know, everyone has the tragic, angry backstory and is always gnashing their teeth. And he, in this one, every, almost every time you see the characters, are smiling, which is just it, it yeah. tells you everything you want to know about. How I mean, I think, Yeah, and I mean, the Flash is, I
2: think, the best example of that. In this, like, there's no has to find out why his mom died. There was a time like he got these cool powers, uh, but he loves this girl,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and he's trying to do the right thing. But he's trying to understand what that is. Yeah. I don't know. I, you, I don't know why you need more than that. And and like, Jeff Johns is not stupid.
0: No, right? and, he's, and he's a great writer. I just yeah. It. it I don't, I'm always saying it on the show. We talk about the books regularly. I don't know why you need to overly complicate these these characters or make them overly backstory or you know give them all tragic backstories or make them totem characters or whatever. Just to me, it takes away their when it, when they're all characters of destiny. It it takes away the choice, the heroic choice to be a good good guy. You know, when I'm destined to be Green Arrow, as they did for a while, like then then you're taking away Oliver Queen's choice to, to do what he did, and that makes him a less Greek. interesting character. You know he could very easily just lay back on his money. but he chose. he chose to do good. And that makes him more heroic than, well, my father was a green arrow, and his father was a green arrow. It's just like, well,
2: that. yeah, and 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 also like it, that choice that they're doing is is more, you know, it's more heroic, especially if you don't really have like it's a calling. It's a thing I have to mm-hmm. do. It's something in in internal. it's 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 yeah. part of me. You know, I mean, the, honestly, like well, I was gonna say that's kind of Superman's deal in a way. You know, he's abandoned, but he has to do the right thing. It, but he's got, a, uh, he's you know, omnipotent un- powers.
0: And he gets I mean? that from, from Ma and Pa. Like, he wouldn't necessarily exactly. be that way. Before we wrap up, I do want to mention that one of the, at the time, one of the most striking images, and it remained so, upon the reread, was the bloody Wonder Woman visible plane scene. Where oh, man. She shows up to warn them about the center, and uh, she's flying her invisible jet, and you just see uh, the blood... on on the walls and the floor which which you know establishes the space she's in by the you know negatively and it was just i remember reading the first time going oh shit and i I had the same reaction again even though i knew it was coming it's just such a striking image to see the blood spattered cockpit that's of this invisible plane from the outside it was it's a great image and also superman picks her up and says medic you know harkens back to them being soldiers and
2: and, it's, and uh, you know, when she comes back, it actually has some oomph to it. Yeah. For sure.
0: It's terrific. It's really terrific. I'm hoping. Good I, stuff. Hope, I hope this led to more people reading it or rereading it. Um,
2: I, I, I mean, mean, we know it did that.
0: <laughs> we can at least say that
2: that was accomplished. Yeah. So get ready for a lot more uh, reviews on a curve. <laughs> uh, get ready for a lot more like, yeah, this whatever. was fine. It was okay. You know. That was a cool
0: drawing. The, yeah, so this week we had a more um, digital first comics from DC and a, and a couple of issues of other, other regular books that came out digitally. Um, Josh, late last night before I was going to bed, texted me and said, Hey, uh, Batman, Gotham Knights, number four is written by Mark Russell. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so uh, I'm going to start by saying I don't want to read these books anymore. I don't want to read these digital first books anymore.
2: I think it's I think it's really interesting that you have just, like I didn't mind them as much as you did, but like you have just you've issued them. You you said I, I,
0: they're just middle of the road. I mean this this issue was good, but you know it was like like I said, Mark Russell having turned down from eleven to to six or five. I thought the first half was really good. And I mean, funny right. and weird. And then I got it got more conventional with once the Joker showed up. But like you know, it starts off with Bruce Wayne. He's at the club with a bunch of assholes. And you're wonder first of all, you're wondering why he's even at the club with these assholes. But they're talking about all the casually talking about all the horrible crimes they commit as, you know, super rich businessmen, human trafficking and pollution and all this stuff and Bruce goes into the bathroom of the club and comes out as Batman, just beats the crap out of him, and I laughed really hard because that's just such a bizarre image of like (laughs) Batman just shows up at the country club to beat up these assholes, and that was funny. That was really funny. And then um, (laughs) the guy calls Bruce, so the Batman gets them all arrested. They're all in jail, which was a very low bail rate, so they would they would all be out immediately, uh, but they're not. Bruce comes to visit one of the guys in jail. He commits. To, he confesses to more crimes through the prison phone. Cut to Batman in his jet going out to, just the the hard cuts to Batman beating up these guys mm-hmm. was funny. Yes. And then they stopped doing that, and they then they brought the Joker in, and I got less interested in it.
2: I mean, here's the thing that I've taken away from this is that I'll put it. There's a couple. Mark Russell, he's one of the greatest. I can still say new talents. I think in comics, relatively, yeah. You know, there's a lot of people who've been around for 10 years. Even who he's been around for five years, that feels new in the terms of comics. I, I, I don't... I, these, these kind of stories rarely serve him very well. Uh, he, you know, like, he's just... He's at his best, and we've seen it when he's sort of much more free to run than he is with these, you know, classic superhero tales. And I understand very much that if you want to make a career writing comics, this is the work you do, but I, I tend to think that it dilutes what is great about him and it almost makes me not want to read a batman that has his name on it now i will because i love his work and i I sort of want to give it a chance but it's always it's almost always it's not bad but it's kind of a little disappointing
1: yeah
2: you know uh it's like it's like when your favorite musician joins another band on stage and you're like i mean it's great that he's there and he's having fun but this isn't really why i signed up
0: Um, i I just don't know if if it's that or if it's Whatever the direction was for these particular books in these 80 page giants or whatever they were they were first appeared in because they were all all, we read them all that first week and they were all the same Sort of milk toasty inoffensive and and, Uninteresting tone. It's interesting
2: that that's what people think will bring people That's like what somebody thinks that that will bring new people in is like let's give them something really bland You know as opposed to something amazing. Why wouldn't you give somebody your best food? Why would you give them chicken fingers? Yeah well, chicken um, are delicious but they are but they can also be not be good and you gotta you gotta set your level for that and then I think one other one other do you have a
0: the idea that he has here which is that you know there's, there's crime behind all corporate success is not uninteresting and it's not a new idea um, so the idea that maybe there's dark things afoot foot at Wayne Enterprises which is not also not a new idea but um, it fits in with Mark Russell's worldview and his work. Mm-hmm. It just felt to me like they shaved again, they shaved all the edges off of him, like I said last time with Swamp Thing. Like they just said like it was it was uh, Mark Russell basic cable version. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah,
2: and it's yes, I do, and it's it's just not quite as much fun that way. I, I think the what I was gonna get at is that you know how some people will be like, I don't know why they're cramming politics into this. Mm-hmm. I think Mark Russell crams politics into stuff, and I don't think <laughs> he does it on purpose. Like, I don't think that like he has an agenda. I think that's who he is. And when he writes something, he puts himself into it. And I think that there are places that it works really well, and there's places where it feels like a weird fit.
0: And yeah, I mean that's that's what he does. When you're hiring Mark Russell, you this is you know yes. what you're you're going to get. It's not like he's not, but you know
2: but because of the fact that that is sometimes an incongruous fit with a superhero story, uh, it's all, I always notice it. You know what I mean? Like when you're doing it with Snagglepuss, puss, you were doing it with Christ, the way that he did Red wasn't even political. It was like, because there was no politics that he could do. There was stuff on leadership and, you know, Machiavellian kind of stuff, you know, and that, and that worked really well. But, you know everything he does in the superhero comics tends to be with this class struggle because I think that he can't not think about it that well, way. Well, it,
0: it worked really well with Wonder Twins.
2: Yeah, but again, that was that was also a book where he had freedom to make it funny or, or silly or whatever the tone that is he wanted to do, and he can't do that in Batman. He can't do that in, with you know
0: Lex Luthor, or whatever it was. I think it, he could. I mean, I think yes, I think there's a fear to let him, but I, I, I think there's no reason why his storytelling couldn't work with any of these characters. Okay, uh, yeah, no, to let him do it.
2: This isn't about his ability. Yeah. It's about sort of what his marching orders are. You know, the product that he's being asked to create. <laughs> probably, he's
0: being asked. Los Angeles is burning down, just in yeah, case I, just anyone's wondering. I don't know what's happening, but you can keep going. So, Jesus. Yeah. Get out of the building. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there is a lot of smoke. Is that is that a sign? I like that you are – you're like on the
2: deck of a Titanic podcasting. <laughs> like You're like, we're going to play – we're gonna play this song all the way through as the ship goes down. This is how you should go down, by the
0: way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or reporting from the Hindenburg. Anyway, no, I I, I don't think you're wrong. I think I think he can, he can tell interesting stories with anybody. It's just a matter of uh, well, it let him, and this just feels very much like, hey, Mark, tell a Batman story. Do it with your funny jokes, but don't do it too funny, and don't do it too pointed. And it's just kind of like at that point, it's like, well, why am, yeah. why, am I, why am I even reading this?
2: Right, let 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 Mark be Mark. Exactly. I mean, like, if that was if if you were saying he was going to do you know six ten issues on Batman, and you were going to let Mark be Mark, I it'd all probably all be for really, it. It.
0: it'd probably be really interesting. Yes. It's, it wouldn't be this, I don't think. No. So I'm done with these books. I'm done. I keep saying
2: it, but I keep reading them. You I can't really make me read them anymore. Bumping. I don't want to. It's fine. Hey, um. We have a lot of people to thank for this, and, yeah. and we're going to get to some of that later, but I wanted to uh, mention patreon.com slash ifanboy. Uh, you've, you've heard by now that we hit our next mo- uh, next stretch goal. Uh, the old video shows are being uploaded regularly as we speak. Um, Connor is uh, analyzing everything we did wrong in the past.
0: Our uh, first uh, con video was just put up on YouTube, our two- two- 2007's near Comic Con. Oh, first yeah? We ever did the first time we ever did a con, and we did like – Three minute interviews with people. Yes, <laughs> like, the, uh, we were learning as we went. I mean, there's a lot of people in that first. We just one episode. There's a lot of people we talked to, but they're each like three minutes. And minutes. they're not good. No. Like there's there's bits in it that are funny or whatever, but there's there's nothing. Although like, it is the it, it is the um again oh the building's on fire um it's the origin of vaudeville. It's when we were interviewing oh. Keith, Keith Giffen talking about Justice League and. We were just I mean, doing vaudeville.
2: We That's must have done something that. right.
0: That's the origin we'll, of that joke, in case yes. someone's wondering. It's a good
2: joke. Uh, anyway, so we thank everybody for that. We've got another media explode that was unlocked for that. Well, that'll be coming up
0: at some point. I don't yeah, know um, what May, is. Uh, April, right? No, June. We did a May 1 already. Good. Thank God.
2: Yeah. Uh, the next stretch goal is the quarterly barbecue in uh, email video show. If we hit 5,000, I'm not rooting for it. Did you notice uh,
0: how I didn't even know what month it was? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I had no idea. Did you did you notice that I entirely accepted that? <laughs>
2: just like, uh, July? Who knows. Uh so get over to uh, I That is uh it's 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 been wonderful. It's been really heartening to see people uh, come out and support the show and and you know, it's a way of sort of knowing not just for us, but for, you know, like like the things that are valuable to people. And and like a lot of the sort of smaller content creators they're becoming very, very valuable to us right now. Certainly, as much as, as the bigger, you know, like I, there are podcasts that I look forward to way more than there are TV shows that I look forward to for sure. Um, and I think I get more out of it, and and you know, Patreon for us and for other things is a way of supporting that. Uh, and and right now it's it's nice. You know, it, it, there's not a lot that's nice, but I, 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 the sort of goodwill that comes from the whole thing, uh, that you know we're seeing through Patreon, but also just seeing through how people talk about the show and the things that we're doing. Uh, it's great. And so we want to thank people for that. If you'd like to be part of it, go over to patreon.com slash ifanboy. Or you can get over to the t-shirt store, uh, which is at uh, ifanboy.threadless.com. Uh, not just t-shirts, but all sorts of products and sweatshirts and different kinds of t-shirts and tank tops. And I don't know. I don't know if we, had, do we have leggings. I don't even know. Probably not.
0: We don't have uh, masks. Do I- people have asked. We, did, we didn't update yeah. that. Did they, Threadless is offering masks in certain designs, but we we inquired about it. It wasn't a... It wasn't a product line that we could just enable which is normally how it works we had to ask and they said only certain uh people are getting to use the mask design are getting to u- utilize the mask design so we're not one of them for whatever reason we didn't really ask because there's a lot more more things going on so that's
2: interesting because certain people are only allowed to use the mask device right which is oh, that's interesting so there are no uh, masks in our designs we apologize so there are eight designs now um let's not forget mostly about the original stay home and read comics t-shirt Uh, a portion of all those sales will be going to the, uh, comic book United fund, uh, when those, those payouts start. Uh, so then that's a promise on our part. That's, that's going to be there. And I'm glad that there's a place, uh, to send that now. Uh, you know, we'll get new designs when we are able. Uh, but for right now, there's plenty of stuff up there for you. Nothing makes sense. Nothing matters has never, ever been more appropriate. Although nothing matters feels a little, a little rough now that I'm saying it out loud, but in comics anyway, it remains true. There's no consequences. Yep. I could go on on this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna half my Mark Russell rating. Right uh, you can go to slash support if you don't want to deal with any of that rigmarole, and there's a PayPal link there if you want to make a a one-time donation in the tip jar or something like that. There's plenty of ways to do that, and we thank people who do that. And then finally, uh, if you need some stuff delivered to your house because you don't want to go anywhere, uh, and you you can go to slash amazon You can find links to buy the books. On Booksploade, you can find every pick of the week. You'll see the the pick li- uh, the pick linked in the book we're talking about, so you'll be able to find it there. If you're having some sort of trouble with that, or there's just a general link to Amazon uh, to get the things that you want and need in your home while you are staying there. Let's talk about the patron pick.
0: Yes, Patreon.com/slash/fanboy is where you go. You're a patron, and anyone who's a patron can vote. To add a patron pick when we have them. Now, they've been back since there's been some new comics. We've been doing it as a poll on Patreon, which we is not the normal way to do it. But when there's only a couple of books, it's easier that way. So that I think the normal patron pick voting mechanism will return next week. Anyway, the patron pick this week was Lois Lane, number 10 of the 12-issue Maxi series by Greg Rucca, Mike Perkins, Andy Troy, and Simon, Simon Boland. Uh, this issue won by 2% over Avengers of the Wasteland, number 4, which is a book I don't even know... What it is. So. um, This book's weird, Josh. I was really enjoying it and would look forward to it. I was happy when it came out. And now I don't know what's going on. And I don't feel very connected to it anymore. Um, Partially it's because it's been so long. I feel like they could have used a recap page. I know DC doesn't like recap pages. But, you know, comics haven't come out for about a month. So maybe... Or two, and when when books are not coming out, especially when they're coming out so often, maybe throw us a bone with a recap page. But um, <laughs> also, Judea not there anymore, and he was the one that didn't like recap pages. so maybe maybe do that. But anyway, I don't even know what's really going on in this book anymore.
2: Uh, I, I, the thing I liked about it originally, and there's still some of that. I really like Lois in this book mm-hmm. like, oh, and she's I like great. I like her relationship with Superman. But it's now a half Renee Montoya book, and it's, you know, Greg Rucka clinging tenaciously to a character that he pretty much conceptualized and fleshed out. And then they did a bunch of shit to her that I wish they hadn't. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm, I'm assuming he wishes they hadn't where they took her and made, you know, she was a, a, a Gotham police officer and then became the question, which has always been sort of tenuous. But it's a way for her to stick around and you get to write her every once in a while and spend time with her and it's fine. But it, as we get into these other characters and this weird multiverse thing going on, it's again, I mean, we, I've, as we've talked about this many times, it is an explanation for something I don't think that we need explained.
0: I just literally have no idea. Like, uh, in the beginning when it was Lois and Superman occasionally and and Mike Perkins's weird but interesting art and and then even when Renee showed up at first, it was fun, but at the end of, gotten to whatever this mystery was that Lois is investigating and I just don't have the I don't have the plot thread of that anymore. I don't know what's going on so, I literally, I literally don't know what's going on
2: okay well, from what I can tell, like there was a strange lady there's there, there's many brunette white right. or slightly darker than white skinned people women uh, who were in this and then there's a lady who's a skull and they all look basically the same, and and I think a, a weird but interesting is an, is a great uh, explanation for Mike Perkins's art on this. Um, and they all feel weird, and they're trying to figure out why. And basically, the the thing is like the one lady is a witch, and they need to fix something. But they're all out of place multiverse people, mm-hmm. so sort of like uh, Miles Morales or 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 Spider Gwen in a place they're not supposed to be. I think that, you know, into the spider verse did this better than this book is doing it right now. Right. However, and I am unaware if Ryan hop listens all the time, but I'm guessing a physicist does listen and there's a problem here. Okay. Okay. And um, I might get this wrong and I wasn't going to do this, but they called it upon themselves and then we're going to give ratings and move along. Cause I think we're in the same place with this book. I want to like it a lot. There's a lot of things that I like about it. It's getting off from what I liked. So they talk about the multiverse in the way that there are these other planes of reality that is fairly easy to understand, you know, that there's different universes and dimensions Mm -hmm. and things that we're not able to get into. Um, There's a theory that uh, every decision that you make splinters off a different timeline and therefore a different universe. So there's another universe where the the decision that you made, it goes in a different way. And everybody's doing that all the time. This is heavy. (laughs) Is there something about gravitational pull in the future I don't know about? Um that theory yeah. tends to not be in vogue anymore because of the idea of the conservation of mass. Mm-hmm. You take too much energy to do that. You can't create mass and energy out of nothing. And I wasn't and, and so I thought, well, it's weird that they're going with this because this is not the thing anymore. And it's also not really exactly the,
0: th- the multiverse. The multiverse doesn't exist because people make different choices. Mult- it's, it's true. So I wasn't gonna bring it up in DC, but then, late, but then later.
2: Uh, they're about to do this spell, and basically it turns out that what the spell is, is that when the Skull Lady shows up, they're going to switch places with right. the Skull Lady and another person, and that's going to be their their magic solution, which it's a lot of effort to do that. I feel like there's other ways to do that more appropriately uh, in, the, in the DC universe. Anyway, at the last second, the Magician Lady goes, I forgot about the conservation of mass. Mm. And I thought, well, if you're going to mention it, <laughs> I have to point that out. But B, and I don't know if they use it correctly here, but in in the latter part, I don't think they, they ignored it in the earlier part. Uh, the idea was that she hadn't considered how much the 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 skull lady weighs, and they have to they have to if they're going to transfer them back and forth, uh, it has to be the exact same mass. Um, but I thought, but the conservation of mass is why the whole thing you were just talking about doesn't work. Anyway, sorry, that was that was I I listened to like one thing on physics, and now I think I'm an expert. That's what that is. But it got me. Like I noticed it. I was like, oh, no, you're going to something that I've been learning about. And now it bothers me. And that's why you should never learn new things.
0: It's just – it was very convoluted. And it's a bummer because, again, I was – like the first half of this, you know, first five or six issues, I was really into this book a lot. I liked it a lot. But ever since they have gotten into this wonkiness with the nun and the skull lady and Renee and it's just – I'm just saying,
2: like, I just saying, like, I assume that when Greg Rucka does a novel, he doesn't put this kind of shit in. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't what's in like, we're not going to find out that over in Lazarus, there's a multiverse problem. And I know that he's in DC now, but I don't th- I don't think it's working for you.
0: <sighs> uh, Ratings. I didn't enjoy it. Uh, out of five, 2.5. Three and a quarter stars. Sticking with it, yes. There's only two yeah. more issues. Yeah, I, I've been overall I've enjoyed it. I'm not going to get rid of it. Like, yeah, overall, uh, first half, this is one of my favorite things happening, with, along with Jimmy Olsen, that whole weird new Superman corner. But this, it's veered off into a direction I'm, I've not been excited about. All right, so let's talk about patron powers. So if you're at fanboy, any page you can vote for the patron pick, and thanks to everyone who did. But if you give the $5 a high level, you get your own superpower live on the show. And as we mentioned a couple episodes ago, we got a lot of new patrons, so the list has now grown quite a bit. Uh so stay stay patient and stay tuned if you're one of those people. Let's thank Stuart Bryson. Stuart Bryson can always he can change any glass he has, like a like a drinking glass, into any kind of drinking glass. Hmm. So if he has like a Did you just take a drink while you were explaining? I did. Yeah I did, yeah. Okay. Uh if he has like a pint glass but he needs like a martini glass, he he just changes.
2: What you've just learned is that Connor uh, is tippler Tipler the right word?
0: Just <laughs> if, say, you know, if he, if he needs a double uh, bourbon glass or he needs a uh, Tom Collins uh, highball glass, you know, he's got it. Uh, Nick and Nora, you know, he's I, whatever he needs. I don't needs.
2: even I don't even know what you're talking about anymore. <laughs> like it's, it's just a, un it's a whole different world, and and that's fine. You cope what you can, but yeah. are you done? I'm just saying he can. He's gla- he, whatever glass he needs. He can. He can have it.
0: <laughs> That's fine. Yeah,
2: Daniel Spigarolo. 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 Spiggy. Spiggy down the block. You know.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, his power is that uh, he can always tell when somebody doesn't know what they're talking about. He knows that they don't – now, he doesn't necessarily know the answers. So, for example, if he was listening to the last segment, he goes, this guy doesn't know anything about astrophysics. Right. Or, or, or you know, physics and, and multiversal things. He would know that. Right. He'd be able to call it out with absolute sh- sureness. Now, now he, he couldn't tell you what the actual thing is, but like, that's wrong. Right. That's just what you're saying is wrong, or that's not. He just knows people not. are bullshitting. Yeah, yeah. But But here's the key, though. A lot of people say things where they don't think that they're bullshitting, but they still don't know.
0: Sure. He just knows people are are talking like they know what they're talking about, but they don't actually know what they're talking about.
2: Right. Yep, that's his thing.
0: Patreon.com slash ifanboy. That's where you can go and get your superpower. And thanks to everyone who does. And now, it's G.I. Joe Corner. We are returning and we're adding Ron Richards to the show. Hello, gentlemen. How you doing? Uh, We didn't mention this last week, but after the first volume of... G- uh, the first five episodes, we asked, hey, are you enjoying this? Do you like this? Um, give us some feedback. And we had some negative feedback. but Oh, did we? Overwhelmingly positive. What, what was the negative feedback? I just, I don't care about G.I. Joe, so I don't like, like that segment, which is fine. We don't oh, expect yeah. everyone to care about every segment. So
3: everyone knows you can go to ifanboy.com and you can see the time codes yep. of when things are talked about. Just skip ahead. It's yeah. included in the description, too, in the feed, too. So, yeah. And we don't take it personally.
0: Yeah. Not everything's for everybody. So if you don't like this segment, that's fine. But, we, but overwhelmingly it was a very positive response. But occasionally yeah. I, I just wanted to mention that if you don't like the segment, that's fine. That's just
2: So as we move into this,
0: mm-hmm. I, I need to I wanna I wanna preface with, and this is this I,
2: I think you're all gonna agree with me. The very beginning of this episode, I thought maybe we have maybe we have run this thing out <laughs> yeah I, I was right there with you <laughs> I, I had a little bit of a moment because there there are themes that repeat yeah but as we got moving i realized that no no there are universes in front of us
0: so this is gi joe a real american hero the vines of evil revenge the revenge of cobra part two which aired september 10th 1984 dan thompson ron friedman as always so as we i la- didn't
3: I didn't go back and check. Did the did the opening sequence of the first episode also be very Zartan, Dreadnought heavy? I don't think it was.
0: Interesting. Maybe they. <laughs> interesting.
3: The credits, the, the credits was, was an entirely Joe versus Dreadnought Zartan sequence. It wasn't the
0: first time. Or was yeah, it? Yeah, it wasn't. Oh, maybe. I don't think it was. Go back and look yeah. for the next episode. Anyway, as we left off last time, Duke and Snake Eyes have been kidnapped. And. Uh, Cobra has the weather device, and that's about it. Yep. And uh, Roadblock and Flint were being attacked by the vines, and yep. they were they were about to be strangled to death. And that was our exciting <sighs> exciting cliffhanger.
3: So much here, so much here to break down, gentlemen.
2: This is what I'm saying. Like I got yeah. once we got going, I was like, oh, we're we're golden. Let's, where where do we start? Line. Do we start? Do we start in the in the in the vines? I mean, let's just go from the let's let's go from the beginning. So the, the yeah, we're in
3: the vines. We're in the pit of chaos, right? And uh, and, <laughs> and and Roadblock and Flint and, and at first I was like, oh, is Roadblock not doing the rhyming thing yet? Oh no, yes and he then, is. And then and then he rhymed.
0: So I was like, okay, good. It's GI Joe's on Etrigan the Demon. And, and so then he
3: rhymed again uh, and again, <laughs> and, and and at some point he said Saka, I believe. Sure. which I wasn't sure if they went black exploitation with Roadblock as much later on in the series I don't think they did. Um but what I thought was interesting was that so they they cut through the vines and then they come across this blinding light mm-hmm. to find that Mutt and Junkyard have utilized the engines of their downed sky striker to burn the vines and Flint and Roadblock discover this by standing directly <laughs> in the plume of the engine.
0: Yeah, it was great. I was For I almost a while. I almost couldn't believe it. Like you can almost let go of the, the the dodgy physics of the first one. You know, you can almost let that go. S- radiation, no one really understood radiation. Sure. Standing in the engine blast of a giant jet, everyone knows would melt you. And yet, no problem. Not a problem. I'm
2: looking at a still frame right here where Roadblock is downright happy about it. <laughs> He's got a
0: big smile on his face. And, then uh, you know, you could...
2: You could turn them way down, for example, like, obviously, they're not high enough to create thrust or that would be a big problem there. But even at their lowest, they're I' want to say twenty feet max away yeah. from the back yeah. of that jet. And you know, like you're not at
3: a safe distance, they're not. Do you
2: remember like the toys? Every toy of every jet, most GI Joe ones had the stickers that you put on. They would the realistic things yeah. that would say warning, danger, do not step. So, you know, that was all over those toys. So the toys told us not to do that. Yeah these guys, it doesn't matter. And it also brings up the idea that, like at this point the adult men making this know it is ridiculous (laughs) they they can't they they're not stupid there's wonderful writing in here there's a couple of things like that's actually really good but this is they just don't care right and i kind of admire it
0: they've had the three martini lunch (laughs) and they come back and they oh fuck it they're standing in the jet wash (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh, so bizarre!
3: And then they, then Flint and and Mutt fashion a a a very loosely put together helicopter. They made a parts.
2: helicopter that functions Out of a from jet. scratch.
0: <laughs> the spare parts from the jet in,
2: in a short amount of time, while being accosted by killer plants. Oh. which which by the way i you know I
3: don't know a lot about aerodynamics and helicopters honestly I find them a bit of a mystery in how they work but I feel like the width of the helicopter blades in relation to yeah. the amount of weight of mutt, junkyard flint and roadblock it just doesn't seem to add up to me I don't know
0: <laughs> yeah they're very tiny f- tiny uh, rotors um <laughs> Well, you know, Roblox gets pulled back down and all that. Whole, that's like, I will say, Josh, I had a similar feeling to you in the very beginning because uh, – so Snake Eyes and Duke are now put into the, the pit of whatever what it was called. The Arena know, of Sport. The Arena of Sport. It's the same exact arena name from the last one even though it's a whole new base and uh, it was a very perfunctory all, sort of fight. All,
2: all their headquarters need to have an Arena of Sport. What do you – come on.
0: <laughs> this was more high tech. It has. It's more like the Danger Room. It has like holograms and –
3: yeah, the, the, the neural kind of things or whatever. I did enjoy uh, Cobra Commander saying, boy, I hope we get this over with quickly so we can get back to destroying Washington,
0: <laughs> which I was like, hey, dude, you're the one who chose to do this. <laughs> you're in yeah. charge. You're the commander. <laughs> <laughs> You can say we're going to do this fight later. Let's finish our our, our well, mission he, here. He
2: put on his arena of sport hood. <laughs> <laughs> you know, once you do that, you are kind of committed. He can't go pitch. to the
0: the, the the main room in the in the hood. He's got to have the mask on. So no, he,
2: and putting the mask back on is is kind of a process. So, and I will say it was a
3: lot to swallow to listen to Duke um, have a conversation with himself and pretend he's talking to Snake Eyes. I love that. Like, I we've got to get on. out of here. What? If only we could communicate with the team. You're right, Snake Eyes. Like was, <laughs> he pointed to his belt. Snake is like, I'm not saying any of that. <laughs> stop! Stop! Stop giving me my words. This guy's
0: it, an it, asshole.
2: It, it's the Chewbacca RTD two factor. Yeah.
0: Um, I, one thing that was cool about this was you had the introduction of a couple of new Joes, uh, or at least yes. show, showing them more in action. So suddenly, not only is Doc, uh, he's the pacifist, right? yes I doc think he is, is their medic yeah. pacifist he's also apparently a genius at engineering and physics and science well, now,
3: he, now here's the thing he's not though
0: <laughs> because i
3: did look up doc's bio and he's an internist and he got his degree from johns hopkins okay nowhere does it
0: say that he's a physicist right he's I mean, but, <laughs> well, that's a secondary you know everyone every job has see- a secondary skill and you don't also, see
2: Breaker walking out with this amazing energy transference
3: technology. And also what I like is <laughs> that also very loose with the naming. Well, might as well call it a mirror. <laughs> and then and then also has no idea if it's gonna work, but says, Hey,
2: let's try it.
0: Well, that's that's how great science happens in, in, in Yeah,
2: but in a in a small room with a bunch of people and a lot we're, of flame. We're
0: gonna blow, blast this energy around and try to blow up this random brick wall we have in this room. Uh <laughs> these are not these are not people who stand on
2: safety you know they you know like stand in the jet plume in the gi joe i
0: remember real genius and that laser beam kept going for miles (laughs) it really did well until it got to the pool with the party (laughs) right well obviously then it it lit the pool up i do have to
3: say i do love the gi joe um arcing beams over the curvature of the earth shots they love a good arc yeah take
0: that flat earthers (laughs) even even back then
3: What, what I also liked was that as soon as they 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 did the little test, they immediately roll out. And Doc, I guess, has fashioned hundreds of these mirrors at some point <laughs> because the they fact. they Grinding pretty much unleash unleash a a a swarm of helicopters out of the Joe base.
0: Yeah,
3: <laughs> it was just a, that convoy was enormous.
0: Also, the sound yeah. effect they used for um, not barbecue. Who is the who's the flamethrower guy here?
2: Uh,
3: no, uh, a blowtorch.
0: Blowtorch. blowtorch. The, the sound they used for blowtorches, yeah. flamethrower, was not a flamethrower sound. Yeah. It was like Yeah, meow. it
2: was. A la- I was ready. It was like, oh, we're gonna see some big flames. I mean, flames, we saw yeah. we saw
0: flames, but they just it sounded like lasers coming out. Um, we're 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 you know, so Cobra, you know, they, they GI Joe tries to use lasers to stop Cobra's uh, weather device from t- attacking, but Cobra, you know, sub- subverts that by attacking them with f- with giant hail hail rocks. Hail, hail, That which was effective, and they
2: stopped doing it, and moved to something that was ineffective.
0: But we, <laughs> that's that's sort of the side, you know. Portion, this is the all main, pre, the main this course. Is all precursor. This is all. This is all
3: B plot as far as I'm concerned. The main concerned, course, even though where, it is the
0: A plot, where Flint and um, mutt you know, they left. They had to leave Roadblock behind, and I, do they crash into where they are? They, and it doesn't really. I think say. they do. They do. They do. do.
3: They do crash, and they get attacked by a, a swarm of Cobra blue shirts, which leads to right. possibly one of my all-time okay. fav- favorite things in all of G.I. Joe. Yeah, we, we,
2: we need to—wait, You need wait, You got. I we want to do that, but there's a couple of cleanup things that we have to okay.
3: do before Sorry. we get to
1: it.
2: I No, yeah. 100%. You know so where we I'm get, going. Right? I, uh, come on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they crash. They do the thing. We go back to Cobra base, and then you have the Zartan-Destro thing. Zartan gets hit by the sun again, which Destro thinks is— Hilarious! <laughs> I, like he cannot get enough of other people's buffoonery, uh, and then and then from that sunlight scene, we cut to Roadblock, who's been struggling in these killer plants for possibly hours. Right, and the thing that kills off the plants is <laughs> sun. Sunlight is sun, <laughs> and I just from from a thematic thing to go from from sun making making uh, Zartan weak and Destro happy to being the thing that saves roadblock
0: it's a nice from
2: the one thing in the world that needs sun
0: no photosynthesis with these plants
2: (laughs) yeah i am pretty sure that makes them not plants (laughs) i mean i'm not a scientist
3: there's some some sort of mutant plant there's some sort of plant we never we've never even heard of yet
2: yeah got another plant so so then act three
3: yeah so, so you get Mutt and Flint who crashed the 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 helicopter. That is, I'm surprised it even worked. And they get attacked by some Cobra Blue. Well, you know what? Crashing
0: they- the helicopter is the most realistic thing that's happened on this show. That's fair. That is fair. Good because point. That is um, not seaworth- or airworthy.
3: And so apparently they're in a cobra infested land, a, a cobra infested desert land. And a, so a, the, the a desert Springfield if you will. Right, exactly. And the, the 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 best way for them to fit in is to, you know, they they pull a Han and Luke and they takes they take the the uniforms of the cobra guys. Great. Except Flit leaves his beret on. <laughs> And Mutt leaves his handlebar mustache on. Well, and so now they're just they're just two dudes in Cobra uniforms without the helmet and the mask. So they're going to stick out like a sore thumb, I'm pretty sure. I mean, yet another example of why it's a good idea to keep your mask on. Exactly. Although I have to say that Poppical. Flint in Flint in the Cobra costume is one of my favorite uh, looks ever. I think that's
0: hysterical. Yeah. Like, Mutt's fine. I, I assume some of these guys, it's the early 80s, have mustaches on under these masks. Sure. But Flint with the beret was really funny and really funny also so they walk up to this bar called what's called cobra, the cobra cafe the cobra, cobra cafe. cafe which always on brand is is cobra <laughs> and it's just like what kind of weird civilization is is cobra building building out here the look desert? at the thugs
2: inside these don't seem to be cobra regulars you got this guy with a pink mohawk there's a guy with green hair this is the old timey sailor suit uh you know uh or you know, like, when there was a pirate ship or an old, like, there was always a guy with, with like, stripey shirt? Yeah. You know, like, a, like there's one of those guys. He's bald. There's a mutant wolf who has no pupils. There's there's everything. But most importantly... Well,
0: we're going to get to that. One last thing. I will say yeah. that last week, Ron, you said that there was a striking increase in the animation. I thought this this episode was really, really badly animated. It was really badly animated yeah. to the point where Lady J had several different faces. And at one point, Snake Eyes' head was triangle shaped. It was just, I had randomly paused it during the fight for, for like, cause I had to go grab something and it was a profile shot and his head was literally triangle shaped. It, it was really, I don't know if they blew all the animation budget in the first episode or what, but it was it was weird.
2: I mean, the best thing, like, if you, if you, like, I have the show paused, it's on YouTube and I'm just sort of clicking through to different bits of it. The still frames are abysmal. Yeah. Like, if you ever went and you bought like the animation cell of one of these, you'd be like, "What? This what This is awful." This is, this is,
3: except, except Flint in a Cobra costume.
2: Yep. Well, I would buy I,
3: that in a second. I would. And our it. and our next guy. <laughs> well, that's the thing. So, so they go to this Cobra cafe. Of course, they stick out like sore thumbs. They get they get into a, a into a bar fight in the middle of the day. And surprisingly, there's one person who just isn't moving from his table.
2: <laughs> read and the paper. As I'm
3: watching it, as I'm watching it, I go, "Is that?"
2: No, it is. <laughs> he's reading none the Cobra. Of, ne- he's reading the Cobra News, by the way.
3: None other than, I think, collectively one of all three of our favorite characters, right? Mm-hmm. Sh- shipwreck.
0: Yep. I, I was surprised. I I didn't think he would show up this early. I had forgotten this is how they f- find him, and also, you know, he's not a Joe. He's a you wanna,
2: mercenary? You want to talk – well, sort of. You want to well, talk about sticking out. He's in a full-on U.S. Navy uniform. <laughs> <right? And laughs> so not only that, but
3: he's also – he's also a U.S. Navy uniform as a mercenary sailor in
2: the desert? In a, <laughs> oh, well, I mean there's that's going to come up in a moment. <laughs> First thing I noticed uh, is that also uh, j- uh, Mutt or Junkyard also doesn't have pupils, so they're both <laughs> – just creepy looking. <laughs> yeah, they're both creepy looking. And they both hang off of the fight until later. Anyway, that that's that's not the bit. So, uh, I, well, the good part of this is coming up after we go back to Washington. So how would you like to do this? Uh, do, do we finish up the shipwreck section and then finish the show? Yeah, well, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll go. <laughs> so... Uh, they they talk with him. They say you're type of man. The dog gives him a sniff, and they're like, "All right, you're all right with us," which which is which which I buy, by the way. But his solution to escape is that he pushes a boat in the desert. I just
0: want to remind. Well, you. Well, hold on you you missed you skipped the whole important aspect of this, which is they say, "Hey, hey, buddy, hey, sailor, what's your name?" Shipwreck. <laughs> This isn't, these aren't their names. These are their GI Joe code names. Duke, Duke isn't Duke's name. His name is Hauser, Cole Hauser, Colton Hauser. Shipwreck's name is is Hector. Well, that, Hector Delgado yeah. or Jack Nicholson or Christian Slater, however you want to play it here. But I, his name isn't Shipwreck. That's his co- GI Joe code name.
2: Uh, w- that also brings up the note like he's absolutely jack he's jack he's five he's the cover of five easy pieces here yeah he is that guy but i had always remembered like his his accent being really grating yeah but in this he's playing it cool like yeah. it's jack yeah, yeah no he's you know and i was like did they just decide it, not it probably to evolved that over
0: the time but it's also important to note that he evolved this is his first appearance anywhere he was created yes. for the cartoon in case people don't know that, and then was later a year later became a toy, Uh, and then two years later became joined the comic book. But he was a created for the to- for the show, and and clearly someone who was a
3: Jack Nicholson fan from oh, yeah. that film. Oh, for sure. And uh, and I uh, just he's so good, and I I never knew that he wasn't originally a Joe, that he was a random Cobra mercenary, which
2: is crazy. And the Sand Boat, like seriously, it's so the Sand Boat, <laughs> and I know that we talk a lot about. The physics, and that's not how that works. But man, does this not how that works? <laughs> they have <laughs> a all. boat on runners. They even put in a sound effect of the friction that the boat creates on the sand.
0: You have to have a really strong wind for the wind to send you across the sand on ski. You'd have to have, I mean, at the very least, you'd have to have a
2: Teflon coating down there. <laughs> it just it doesn't work.
0: I'm a sand <sighs> pirate.
2: <laughs> but he's got the full c his name is shipwreck it's you know like there's a better way to do it i don't know i don't know what even the hovercraft would make more sense but god damn it if they didn't get away in style
3: yeah well so so what what actually is a not great episode gives us shipwreck yeah. gives us blowtorch yeah gives us Doc. uh you know some uh some good cobra commander ranting um. Yes. Yeah. You know. So keeps keeps it moving. I guess. But uh, I will, honestly, the first episode was strong. This one, not as strong.
2: It, well, it depends on your definition of strong. <laughs> <laughs> because by the end i was like i can't wait for tomorrow
3: i know yeah. well uh, and, the, I, I, oh, I, I, there was also at the at the end of the so they when they deal with the when they deal with the, the mirrors and the beam and all that sort of stuff then at one point lady j runs in and goes i just got a f- news flash from from the base it's, it's like how what flash <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> everybody a has fax? a
2: second everybody has a secondary
1: yeah
2: <laughs> secondary job somebody's gathering intel and now there's three more pieces that have been falling off in pieces of the world and we're
0: back
3: and that, that well, was hold on. That's, when I was like, you're, really, when
0: I, you're really jumping over that. So we have the exact same thing where the weather device blows up into three pieces and falls to the earth. So now we have the chase yeah. again for the three and, pieces, the three And elements. I said, here we
3: are. Not only, did, not only did the three pieces fall down to earth in – clear, distinctive pieces of the device. Not yeah. like shattered or anything. Square like that, piece, it's like round seg- piece, triangle it's piece. It's a modular S- design. Segments. And then not only did they fall back to Earth, but they fall back to Earth in what looks like Mayan ruins. Yep. And like other like, specific Arctic. locations. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Three separate kind of places. I mean, it, it was like game on at that point. That's I was with you where it was like, this episode, eh, it's okay. Shipwreck was a highlight, but then once the mass device blew up, not the mass device. That was the last one. Once the weather device blows up, does it doesn't matter? Into three, into three distinct shapes. It's like now we're go, now we're now we're on. Now we're cooking. Uh,
2: this there's one other little thing. I just want to make a note. Of, we don't have to discuss it. But every time the GI Joe base shows up, which is way more impressive than the toy was, but thematically about the same shape, I think. What if they attack from one of the other three sides? <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, lo- I just Fair. love that it's a freestanding building apparently in the middle of a desert because every time they take off like they're in arizona or new mexico or somewhere i just think that's that's bad design maybe it's backed up against a building like helms deep or something but you know it's it doesn't seem like there's like now that i know a little more than i do when i was a kid you know, where you put your base is important strategically, and they just keep putting them in these open. Like the Cobra base in the mountain was pretty good. That, yeah. That's now it's just in the middle of a desert. Well,
3: don't Talk forget about that. Vulnerable. Don't forget that. Don't forget that it goes up and down. Like it can go yeah. down. Underground. I, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if it can travel underground. Um, I, I was <laughs> excited for the preview next week because it looks like we're gonna get we're gonna get the Spirit Storm Shadow face off, yeah. which is the major diversion from the comics. Um you know, pairing Storm Shadow up with Spirit as opposed to Snake Eyes.
0: It's all happening very fast.
3: Very fast. So,
0: so there you go. That was G.I. Joe, The Vines of Evil, part two of The Revenge of Cobra. And part three is called The Palace of Doom. So looking forward yes. to that next week. Hey, um, you
2: know what? I have to go. I want you two to wrap up the show without me.
0: All right. All right. We'll do that. Josh,
2: this was fun to, Fun as always. It was fun.
0: It Enjoy. was. Enjoy.
2: All right. Have fun. Uh, Ron, don't let me down. I won't, considering I don't have any sort of script or any uh, materials. This should be an adventure. Connor's going to be able to walk you through this. All right, cool. Let's do it.
0: Yo, Joe. All right, so Josh is going on. We'll be back. Uh, We're skipping emails again. ifanboy.com is where you can write us in. Keep writing us in. We're going to get to them. Now that we're going to return back to a more normal format next week, there won't be a 40-minute discussion of it. trade paper back to take up a lot of the show so
3: right but writing. i i feel like this week and last week was justified so oh, for sure
0: so yeah. real quick some plugs uh josh's split with kelly thompson is still on the schedule he says here on the schedule so i assume that means he scheduled the, the interview with her so we'll see how that goes hopefully yep. he presses the right button this time uh books jack kirby's new gods now that we're done with trade reading we can get back to reading that <laughs> it's not it's not undense so it takes <laughs> it takes a while Uh, So that will be coming out soon. In the meantime, head over to Fanboy.com. You can find all of our podcasts. Connor, can
3: I interrupt? Can I do a quick plug because I'm on the show so much and there might be some new listeners. Oh, that's true. For those who don't know, if you're into technology and then specifically into Android mobile phones, I do co-host another show called All About Android over on the Twit Network. Um, And so if you haven't checked it out… Me and Jason and Florence uh, are my co hosts on that, and we have a blast every week. Uh, So go check that out. It's in, you know, wherever you listen to audio podcasts, there's video on YouTube and on the Twit website. But so go look for all about Android. Um, Go to twit.tv slash AAA and uh, go listen to that if you want to hear more of me not talking about GI Joe. What do you talk about every week? I, I, honestly, I mean it's like a two-hour show every week. Like we we talk about the the news in the Android space. We talk about hardware. We review phones. We talk about apps. Uh, yeah, it's a fun it's a fun time. So how much is G I Joe based? Uh, I try to insert G I Joe when and wherever I can. So Smart. good job. Good work.
0: <laughs> Head over to fanboy.com. That's where you go find all of our iFanboy podcasts. You can find what the pick of the week is before the show comes out by liking facebook.com/iFanboy and following at iFanboy on Twitter, and following at iFanboy comics on Instagram. And individually, we are at CSK Patrick on Instagram, at J.A. Flanagan on Twitter and Instagram, and at RonXO on Twitter and Instagram. Also, our new YouTube, it's not new, but we've been newly cultivating it, our YouTube page, youtube.com iFanboy, adding all of our old video shows. We're getting some good ones up there, and by good I mean terrible, we're starting to slowly break through to when we figured out what we are doing. Um, <laughs> our first con show is up there. We did a lot of listener mail in the beginning of the, of the video show. <laughs> I think every three episodes we do listener mail because we didn't. We know got what, a lot of mail, but I mean, we still get a lot of mail. We do, but we just didn't know what we were doing yet. We, yep. we figured it out eventually. So check it out: at YouTube.com/fmboy. Subscribe and like, as the kids say. I don't even know if that's if you do that to a page, but whatever. If you like the show, finally leave us a review, um, star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, whatever ag- aggregating service you use for our show. All about Android, any podcast you listen to. It helps to rate and review the shows wherever you find your podcast. That's how people find podcasts. It helps the algorithm stuff. It, it's very beneficial to any podcast you're a fan of. So appreciate that. And even better than that, tell your friends. Tell your, tell your coworkers, your colleagues, your comic stores, when they open back up, that you enjoy the show. We do appreciate that word of mouth. Helps spread the iFanboy love across the globe. Right? Indeed. So much love. All the love, please. All
3: right, Go enjoy uh, comic books now that they're coming back. I can't tell you how how much fun it's been to be able to share that news on the Marvel uh, side of things. And so I know the rest of the industry is gearing up to go back to business. So looking forward to the show getting back to normal and the comics world getting back to normal.
0: Right. So next week more books are coming out, but not all of them. And I believe the week after is when things should get really back to normal. So we'll slowly transition the show back at that point. Yeah, May
3: 27th is the first day for new comic books for Marvel at least. I don't know about other publishers, but yeah, so two two
0: more Wednesdays and then we'll be back to normal. Alright, so until then, or we'll, we'll be back next week anyway. Until then, I am Connor. I'm Ron, yo Joe. I'm Josh
1: in my room, saving in my touch
3: no one.